Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 109 as England take on Ireland in Dublin in their opening match of the 2019 Six Nations, a possible championship decider. You're listening to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. First uh, first of our Six Nations live matches. Um, and obviously today is a big one. Um, you know, not only is England up in their first match against Ireland, but of course that, uh, I mean, <laughs> we'll get onto it in a moment, but it could turn out to be a bit of a uh, championship decider. Uh, we never know. Um, I'm joined, of course, by Dan. Hi, mate. Game day, game day. So I'm putting it straight to you. Has Eddie bit the best possible team to beat the Irish? Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he had. I mean, yeah, he, we'll we'll go through the team. There's there's one or two things that we probably want to talk about, but um, yeah, I, I don't feel like there's anything about the side he's picked where I'm thinking, what are you doing here, or why on earth is he not involved? So um, agreed. I, I think I think given who's available to England right now. I think they've given themselves you know, the best opportunity, and we we may rue that if things go horribly wrong. But um, yeah, I, I feel positive. I feel positive given what we're looking at. Um, so yeah, but um, before we before we sort of start to dissect uh, this England side and, and this upcoming match, quickly let's talk about last night's game, um, the first of this year's championship, uh, France against Wales in Paris. Did you see it? I, I've seen the highlights. Uh, I, I didn't see it live. I So you and I, obviously, we were chatting about this this morning. I think we've come from two different places as to where Wales are. 100%. Although I did read a thing this morning that really pissed me off. Uh, Wales have forgotten how to lose. Well, I've got, I, what, I've got it written down. I've got it written down in front uh, of me. Yeah. What a load of bollocks. Wales have forgotten how to lose. Wales didn't win the game. France lost it. France have forgotten how to win. Um, I don't. I, I haven't seen the highlights. I watched the game live. I suspect the highlights, given the, the name, is uh, is not showing a, a, a true reflection of that match. Wales were awful, like terrible, and for the first half, France were massively in control of that game. I mean, in, in the first half alone, I think they left about nine points on the field from boots, and that happens in, in matches. Um, you know, and, and Wales, I think, left one penalty out there. Um, but yeah, they left nine points. They they could have gone in at half time, you know, twenty twenty points, twenty five points up. Um, but they were in complete control, and Wales was just error after error after error. They never really looked like creating any opportunities. Um, there was one, there was one break that would have been quite a tasty little uh, try from Liam Williams, but he oh, failed, to, that, failed yeah. to ground it. Um, they they were poor, and in the second half. I, you know, to say that France gifted them the tries, and don't get me wrong, a win's a win and you'll take it. And they'll take it and they'll go away. There's no way that Warren Gatland believes what he's said in the media. I mean, that is media bollocks. He's gone in and said, you guys are incredibly lucky. Um, you didn't deserve to win that game. Uh, and we've got to turn things around. Because it yeah. was it was terrible. And so, yeah, when we were chatting and you were saying, you know, Wales is a bit more of a threat. To me, the only thing about watching that game last night that makes me think that Wales is more of a threat is the fact that they've got three points. Mate, I think Wales are quite a good team. 
Just not yesterday. Um, well, clearly not. But I also think it is a sign of a good team if you're awful and you still win. Uh, see, Even however that comes about. You you say that, but but hundred percent Wales didn't win the game. Like you know that the first try, George North just chasing up in a defensive capacity. And the ball goes loose, and there's no one there, and he he effectively just has to dive on it. I mean, he chose to pick it pick it up first, but he could have just dived dive, dived on it I'm and slid over. Sorry for you and Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But you know, so so you know, a gift under the posts didn't. You know, anybody could have done that. Um, obviously, you've got to take those those opportunities when they're there. But it wasn't it wasn't really even really an opportunity to take. It was just dive on the ball, and you've got yourself seven points. So lovely. We'll have we'll have one of them, and then obviously. Uh, later on, with with his, his second try, the interception, I mean, you literally couldn't have made that simpler for him unless you'd walked the ball over, you know, gift wrapped, handed it to him, and said, you know, on you go. So that would have been simpler, uh, marginally, marginally. Um, so, so you know, that was fourteen points that that really against the run of play offered nothing. You know, France France created opportunities and then scuppered them. Uh, with stupid things like you know they'd make a break and then the guy would go to pick the ball up at the base of the ruck for the next part of the phase and knock it on or uh, you know so I don't know I just I, I pe- people say it a lot and I'm sure given that we are the England rugby pod if it had been the other way you know if it had been England in that position we'd be talking about how great they are and how they don't know how to lose as well but to me that wasn't Wales not losing that was France not winning plain and simple. Um, and I think that Wales, if they genuinely believe what they're saying um, and they believe their own hype, they've got a huge amount to prove in their next game. And it's against Italy. So, you know, they probably will certainly, you know, shut some of us up with, with, a, with a massive scoreline. But, um, yeah, I, I don't believe that, that the result yesterday is an indication that they're a threat. I think they've got a lot more to do. And unfortunately, the next, the next time we're going to see them in a match... You know, a, a, to be fair, you know, a competitive match is against us, so we'll find out. Down in uh, in Cardiff, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, but either way, it's a shame. I wanted France to win that, actually. I did. Uh, Obviously, but, and, when, and and I, I just, I mean, yeah, silly. But never mind, never mind. Enough. I'm sick of Wales. But I think the important. I, I actually I'm think sick. the important thing there is that for me, France is the threat. Did they look good? Yeah, when they were playing well, they looked really good. And then obviously they threw the whole thing away. In that first half, barring barring the, you know, if they'd taken their points, which in the past is something they've been pretty good at, um, they they would have had a, an incredibly commanding lead in that first half. You know, and they were they were all over Wales. Um, I think it was something like at half time. It was something like Wales had made nine handling errors to France's one. And in in dreadful conditions, and and that and it wasn't that they were they weren't sticking the ball up the jumpers and and uh, and, and you're running, you know there was there were some beautiful offloads from from the forwards from the backs, you know the the two the two halves coming together, they looked really solid. Um, so for me, yeah, France is the threat at coming out of that game, despite the result. Um, okay. Hopefully, I won't regret saying it, but um, I genuinely, it, it, I I think both England and Ireland are secretly smiling. Right now, um, however, that may not be the case at the end of the day. Well, it won't be for the Irish, uh, <laughs> exactly. who are 
So we're playing against Ireland, and I kind of want to undermine them, but I've just got so much respect for that team. Don't get me wrong, I think we'll win. I do like the Irish anyway, but I've got so much respect for their team, for their players, for Joe Schmidt. Uh, it's, a, it's a tough match today. I, I think what I'm worried about today is we don't play them at their own game. We don't get sucked into sort of, you know, on the floor, sort of, you know, making it too physical, but we give ourselves a chance to run and put the likes of Johnny May into some open space. That's what I'd love to see from us today. I, I, yeah, I agree. You can't. You can't. I mean, you can't really play Ireland at their own game. They're, they're very patient. They they're too good they're, at it. They're very clinical. Um, but I don't think it's their. You know, I'm not convinced that that's that their, that their game plan is to make teams play play them their own way. I think the key against Ireland is to make them try and play the way that you're playing. Um, yeah. Because that's when they lose. No, I say they lose their way, but that's when you potentially create opportunities. I, I've got a good feeling going into into today's game. Uh, you know, records, as we know, are there to be broken, and and I feel like, you know, their their home form is one of those records that's it's about it's about time that England uh, mix that up. I I'm with you, mate. I I don't know why. I just, I mean, I will always back England, but I genuinely, I've got a feeling. I think we're going to do it today. I really do. I think you know that there's an, there's an awful lot of expectation. There's an awful lot of hype. You know, lots of people not writing England off, but I mean, I saw I saw thirty to one. It, well, obviously, it was one of these sort of things where you sign up and get a and get a you know, if, if you're a new customer, you get a special rate. But thirty to one on England to win. That's crazy, what? crazy talk. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, I, yeah. But I'm sure someone can tell me that because I'm not I'm not a massive gambler, but I'm sure someone can tell me that this it's. Stuff like that happens all the time, and it's all a marketing ploy just to get people in. But um, there's no I, way that I'm sure it is. I'm yeah. sure it is. Yeah, there's no way that's an accurate reflection of uh, England's chances. But because um, yeah, if it's... I see that, I'm going to go and put. I, I mean, I I never gamble, but I'm going to go put a tenner on if I see that. A whole tenner. <laughs> I know. Last, last of the big spenders. The and then and then the girls will get a nice slap up meal tonight. Should it come in? Right. Well, speaking of the girls, England women played Ireland. Ah, oh, destroyed them, didn't they? 51-7, an eight-try thriller. Oh, so, red roses are well, awesome. Great, great work uh, from from them setting setting the scene. Is England are the, are the men going to follow suit? That's the that's the question. I'm guessing probably oh, not oh, in terms <laughs> yeah, of in terms amazing. of the scoreline, but in, but results wise, I think that's what we're uh, that's what we're expecting. That's what we're hoping for, anyway. So Two of a rose, exactly. So let us turn then to the team. So you asked the question, "Was I happy?" Uh, the answer was short and sweet, yes. Uh, but it does differ very slightly from what we predicted earlier in the week. Um, so, what are your thoughts on on the differences? Um, so, I I actually like the fact he has uh, kept faith with Daly at fullback. I don't. I think that shows that he wants Daly to be his World Cup fullback because, like you said last time. If you go to Brown, what message is that sending? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, I I have no things. I really like that. I really am looking forward to seeing Tulegi at 12. Um, I'm glad he didn't go Ford Farrell um, at 10 12. And I mean, the only thing that I don't think we saw was a crew starting, but I get why. Um, Launch Free has not been long back from injury. Cruz is playing well, he's a great player. 
I mean, we're, we're spoiled for choice there, aren't we? So awesome, awesome. We, we we covered this a long time ago, and and that's why it, that's why it feels okay because it's like, well, as long as he's got three of the four in the squad in the twenty three, and all four of them in the in the wider squad, we, we're happy. So I'm going to make a prediction looking at the bench as well. I predict Ashton's going to come on and score the try to win us the match. Really? That's what I predict. Interesting. I mean, that would um, that would send the cat amongst the pigeons in terms of our, our options on the wing and, and what we do going forwards, though, wouldn't it? Because obviously uh, it's, it's an area where we've got a lot of a lot of choice. You know, you've got Joe Cockensega who's obviously injured for today's game. Um, but he's there saying, hang on, don't forget about me, you know, offering something a bit different, that physicality. Um, you've got Johnny May, who it just seems undroppable at the moment. Um, you've got Jack Knoll, who, who, you know, is becoming a bit of a utility player. And, and again, there was talk of how he would love to play seven. He's never going to be England's starting yeah, seven. Yeah, let's, let's cut that out, Riley. Yeah. Well, I don't think he's, that, I don't think that's the, that's what anyone is actually saying. I think, I think that what's interesting is that he's, he, you know, they talk about sixes and sevens being wing forwards, um, and he's kind of saying he's taking it literally and saying, "Okay, I'll play on the wing, but I've been given the freedom to to also get a little bit more involved in uh, in the game, as you would expect a flanker to. So get get stuck into more rucks and malls and things, and sort of play almost a floating role between the wing and um, and and the forward play, which could be very interesting." Um, to see to see that you know I, we what we don't know is how when they have a game plan how structured it is you know are the wingers told this is your you know you, you might feel that the you, the pull to be dr- drawn into rucks and malls but you must stay out at all costs because that's our game plan today or are they often just given that freedom to 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 roam and I think he's been given a little bit more freedom for this game and it'll be interesting to see what that uh, kind of equates to. Um, because yeah, he's definitely a workhorse. I, I don't think that's much difference to what he normally does. I I think Eddie's just messing about with the media, that whole seven thing. And and it's quite smart, actually, because everyone's like, Eddie's so stupid, it's ridiculous. But it's taken all the pressure away from everyone, like from the team and everything. So, so and, and Eddie said in the interview, you know, you know, sometimes you just got to have a laugh. So why yeah. people got so wound up by it, I really don't know. I, I don't hate it. I mean, look, he's obviously not going to be as we've said, he's not going to be England's seven, of course. Um, but I don't like—I don't hate the the idea of of trying to create a little bit more um, of a kind of—I don't know what the word a is. Like, type yeah, of. that sort of you know, he's on the wing for sure. But it, I guess it would be like picking a, a flanker on the wing because he's fast enough. You know, you 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 wouldn't hate the idea. There's there's still a job to do, and then like. If if we don't score a try because Jack Knowles at the bottom of rock rather than out wide and for um, sure ab- absolutely but I, but, I, but I'm assuming that they that they go into they go into if if in fact he is being given this free roam role which we, as we as you say we'll 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 find out whether it was all media bullshit uh, later on but if he has been given that that role then of course they need a, a a plan so that someone is covering when that happens so when they see him go into a ruck or a mall. But that 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 goes without saying anyway. I mean, for, you know, backs get wrapped up in rucks and malls all the time. You make a tackle and people pile in. You're at the bottom of it. You're not suddenly back out on your wing. So they, they'll know, they know how to cover for that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, of course. But, of um, course. but yeah, it will be. Uh, it's going to be a brilliant game. Um, I mean, typically they're low scoring. This fixture is is typically low scoring. Um, so yeah. 
but both sides are going to have to be clinical. Um, it's I think that's probably one of the advantages that Ireland has over the over the last few years. You know, is that ability to be clinical for the eighty minutes. You know, it, it's it's an error count. You know, you've got to cut cut down on the errors, and discipline. Obviously mentioned last week. I think if I think yeah. England can be disciplined, if they can, you know, not necessarily error free, but you know, if they can avoid st- stupid, kind of pointless mistakes from from just being kind of hot headed, hot headed, or or you know, just not not having their their head in the game properly, then then I think it could be a very interesting game. And you know, England want to get out there and they want to they want to score tries. And whilst we know Ireland can do, that's perhaps not. Their game plan in the same way, you know, they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait, and then they take the opportunity when it presents itself. Um, I think England will go looking, um, and we've seen it before. If they if they go looking and and they're clinical, then they'll find opportunities. They'll they'll create. Yeah, I agree. And I will be. Yeah. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah. What will annoy me is if we don't take every point on offer. If yeah. we suddenly have a very kickable penalty and we're like, no, let's go for the corner. I think we need to take, against a team that good, I think you need to take every point on offer. And if we do that, and you're right, I think we will look to play a bit of rugby. If we do that, I think we'll win. If we don't take the points, if we try and get just a little bit too cocky or a bit above ourselves, then that's where I think, that's where I can see there being problems. Agreed. I mean, I think England in Dublin, given the record there, not, you know, getting cocky and not taking points, it's, it's almost like it's another... It, it, it's another like I don't I can't see it happening, you know at, at Twickenham, yeah. you know at Twickenham against Wales, whilst I still don't want them to do it, and we're not against Wales at Twickenham this year, but you know you you might half understand England having the arrogance to say no, we're going to go for the points, but I think you know in Dublin against Ireland, second best team in the world, potentially the best team in the world, fav- one of the favourites for the World Cup. If points are available, you take them and you build a score because it's what Ireland do. You build the score, you build the score, you build the score, and you trust that when gaps open in um, in open play, gaps are created in open play. That's when you know you, you, you take your try opportunities, uh, and that's what I'm hoping to see today. But who knows? Scoreline. Yeah. What do you reckon? Um, Scoreline. I won't, I won't go for that to score. England by uh, England by six. Interesting, interesting. Well, for the first time in in pod in in, in England rugby pod history, I am going England, obviously. But uh, I'm going to go with a lower scoreline than you. I'm going to go England by three. I think it's going to be close. Um, and who knows? Maybe it could even maybe it'll even be a a drop go- a drop goal to win it, or you know, for, or I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, England by three. It's going to be a tight match, and and it's probably going to be really stressful watching um and we will uh yeah keep everything crossed but, yes um, yeah it's mate it's uh I, I i am so excited about this like the girls i'm saying the girls they're going to the cinema so i've got the place to myself watch the scotland italy match uh i'm not expecting fireworks or anything classic but just simmer i'll be on a slow simmer ready to Boil over, come and start. It's, it's, it's build up. It's build up, isn't it? It's yeah. 80, 80 minutes of the build up because ITV don't offer much in the way of build up. Um, so it's eighty minutes of build up. It's an opportunity to see, you know, whether whether Italy have got anything in the tank this year, and also to see how Scotland are getting on. Um, but yeah, the big one is obviously 
later on. And given the result in yesterday's match, not the result, but given the performances, this is this is the big one. I think whoever wins this game wins the Six Nations. Uh, I, I think that's a that's a. I think a lot of people will be thinking along those lines. I don't think the Six Nations will be decided this weekend uh, because I don't see anyone doing it won't. a Grand be, Slam. It, it, you don't think what? I don't think anyone will do a Grand Slam. But I've already told you, England aren't losing. Uh, I know, I know, but I, I think uh, England will beat everyone but lose to Italy. <laughs> is that what you think, is it? By, by 45 points. Don't place any bets <laughs> off the back of Dan's suggestions, people. Uh, I advise against it anyway. Um, right, before we head off uh, and leave you guys to prepare for this opening half, because as you know, we will be back at uh, half-time for a quick half-time chat and then again at the end to uh, to summarise how things panned out. Um, I've got a quick four-question quiz for you. But before I get into that quiz, um, I posted, some of you will will be aware, um, but I I posted last week's questions or the the questions from earlier this week on Twitter um, to give other people an opportunity to to try their luck, especially after Dan claimed it was an easy easy quiz. And I've got to be honest, the the results were surprising. I would say a good 50% of people got the answers wrong. On all questions, pretty much all questions. So Dan, that was not uh, not quite as simple as you thought. Apparently, when you're looking at Wikipedia um, and uh, and seeing the answers, they they become much easier to know. I've heard that before. Yeah. So speaking speaking of which, they also apparently they they just change from time to time, don't they? They did. This <laughs> is not my fault. So so I will have to put my hands up when I said the two players with most caps in. Six Nations history. I said Agara and Parise. It's O'Driscoll and Parise. <laughs> but I, I double checked that because I thought it was O'Driscoll, but the internet told me Agara. I went with that as it you turns went, out. You went to the old World Wide Web. I did. I did for the first time. Yeah, that thing is amazing. You can search for all sorts of stuff. Indeed. Um, indeed. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to today's quiz. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's a nice short one. Four questions. Uh, it should be quite straightforward. It, I did uh, well. I, you know, I, I will tell you because you're listening live. You're just answering the questions as we're going along. So um, it, I got it off the Children's BBC website. It was a link oh, from the, from the main BBC website. So it should be pretty straightforward. Um, the first question: Which two teams? Uh, which which two teams hold the joint most Six Nations Grand Slams? So it has to be England. And England and France. You're saying England and France. Question number two. Which player holds the record for the most points scored in a single Six Nations game. Is it Maxime Machinot? Is it Johnny Sexton? Is it Johnny Wilkinson? Or is it Lee Halfpenny? Um, uh, I, think I, I think I saw this the other day. I'm going to say Johnny. Johnny. So, so Johnny of Wilkinson. So Johnny of the Wilkinson is what you're saying. Okay, question number three. 
Which rivalry trophy was first presented in the 2007 Six Nations? The Millennium Trophy between England and Ireland, the Doddy Weir Cup between Scotland and Wales, the Calcutta Cup between England and Scotland, or the Giuseppe Garibaldi Trophy between France and Italy? So it's not the Doddy Weir because you said 2007, didn't you? I said 2007. So it's not that. It's not the Calcutta Cup that I said. Um, I'm going to say the Giuseppe Garibaldi. You're saying the Giuseppe Garibaldi Trophy between France and Italy. And finally, question number four. What was significant about the 1973 Five Nations tournament? Every match ended in a draw. Scotland beat England for the first time in their history. Ireland won the tournament for a third successive year. Or the tournament ended in a five-way tie. Five-way tie. Five-way tie. Do you know that or are you guessing? I'm, uh, I'm guessing, but it sort of half rings a bell. I don't know that for a fact, but I think when you said five-way tie, I was like, oh, that rings a bell. Fair enough. Right, Quick, quickly then through the answers before we leave you guys to uh, crack a beer and uh, engross uh, yourself in the first um, So question number one, the two teams hold the mo- that hold the, most, the joint most Six Nations Grand Slams. You said England and France. Oh, did you say Six Nations? I did. So this doesn't include Five Nations as well? No, this is Six Nations. So just since 2000? Just since 2000. Okay, well, in which case, I, I, well, can I change my answer? Well, I mean, since there's no one around for me to, to get a, an unbiased ruling from, I'll, I'll say yes. But um, I think everyone out there knows that you were... So it's Wales, and so Six Nations, Wales and... Wales and... Uh, England only have two. Wales have three, I believe. Wales and Ireland? Wales... Ireland and the correct answer is Wales and France Ireland were 2009 and 2018 France 2002 2004 2010 Wales 2005 2008 2012 and England as we covered last week 2003 and 2016 well well Scotland lasted it in 1990 Oh, bless them. That obviously accounts for Five Nations too. Um, Italy, sadly. Still waiting for their first one. <clears throat> anyway, question number two. Which player holds the record for most points scored in a single game? It was, of course, Johnny Wilkinson. And I'd like to tell you how many points oh. scored, But uh, I can't because I haven't got that information in front of me right now. Cool. Two out of two, so far. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you said Wales and Ireland in the first question. It was only worth yeah. one point, so sadly. Sadly, it's uh, one one from two, 50%. Uh, question number three was the, the rivalry trophy first presented in 2007 was, of course, the Giuseppe Garibaldi trophy between France and Italy. Um. Some of you probably thinking that was a world card made up. Who'd call a trophy Giuseppe Garibaldi? Uh, yeah, turns out it's, it's more than just a biscuit. Uh, and question number four, what was significant about the 1973 Five Nations tournament? It was, of course, the tournament ended in a five-way tie. Can, four, four, that's can not you bad. imagine how you've got? How have you? Where are you getting four? Out of, you you had two chances at the first question, and you were wrong both times. Uh, no, four, four out of four, man. I think four you lose four. you lose a point because oh. of that. 
You lose the point because of that, drawing everyone's attention to the fact that was. I have now set the stipulations. So we lose. We're taking a point away. Fifty percent. Congratulations. Four out of four. There you go. That's it. Short and sweet this week. Uh, I'll put it on Twitter at some point, and I would like to think that we'll see a good 80% plus. But uh, who knows? Clearly, a lot of our Twitter followers are not listeners because we gave all the answers to the quiz and still a huge amount of wrong answers. So I actually did Twitter myself and got them all wrong. (laughs) That does not surprise (laughs) me. Uh, Right, guys. Thanks for joining us for our opener. Uh, we will be right back um, through the magic of media. Uh, but in fact, you will have watched the uh, the first half. And hopefully, things will be looking good. I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be a pretty close half. Um, I'm going to say England will have scored a try. Come on, England. Come on, boys. We will catch you Come on. after these anthems. So I'm joined, of course, Dan's still here with me. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm a bit lost for words. Like, we think things are going... There's lots to talk about. Let's, let's, just, let's just start with... What are you thinking, Dan? Yeah, there are lots to talk about. What am I thinking? Um, oh, was that a try? I don't know. Uh, Mako? Well played England. I've, I think we are watching a test run of a World Cup final in about... Uh, how long it is eight nine months time it wouldn't be a bad thing was it i was saying uh watching the game and saying this is going to be one of those games where you're on the edge of your seat for the full 80 minutes and <laughs> it's good with, fun isn't it it's good rugby. i don't know mate with two minutes to go anyone's going to be in it um but but england are currently in charge uh seven yeah. points up 17 10 to england um uh, which is great um i have an issue with some of the decisions that are going against us right now um, I know I, people uh, like to complain about these things, but it, it's a bit of a joke, in my opinion. So I, I I wanted to bring this up with you because, so don't get me wrong, there's a few things. Tom Curry's yellow card, I think, was fair enough. I actually do think he was a bit late. I think that was a yellow card. I think the Irish are blocking quite a lot and getting away with it. I Very think they're badly. offside. I think mean, they're offside a few times and getting away with it. And I don't think it changes the score. But I do think we have had, let's just say, the harsher rub of the green. Yeah, let's hope that it's an even game and it's shared so that in the second half, uh, things go our way a little bit more. Because, um, yeah, it definitely felt like advantage Ireland in, in terms of the referee's decisions. Um, and like, even little things like like um, going to the to guy on the side, having a quick chat and then just making decisions instead of having a look. Like, I, I disagree with you about the curry. I don't think the curry's... Um, tackle was a yellow card maybe a penalty I don't think it was a yellow card and I think if they'd watched the replay it certainly would have been 
more of a debate. Um, I posted a, a video on Twitter. I quickly recorded it off the TV and, and posted it on Twitter. And, you know, mixed reviews. Basically, if you're English, you agree he was fine. If you're not English, uh, the decision is that they were correct. But it, it wasn't that late, uh, actually. Uh, when, when it was that it, late. If you, watch, if you watch the, the slow-mo, it, it seems late-ish. Yeah, but... but, but it wasn't that late, and it, and it wasn't high, so I don't know what it, what the problem was. Anyway, the, the decision was made, England England dealing with it uh, and dealing with it well. Yeah. I, you know, looking back at what we discussed before the game and, and in you know earlier this week, you know, we talked about concerns for Daly at fullback. I mean, concerns answered. Like, he's, he's playing really well. Isn't he? He's been very good. Uh, that chip proof of a try was absolute class. Some of us, some of the level of kicking. So Ireland are known to have this great kicking game. Some of England's kicking has been absolutely. It's been like my quiz earlier. A hundred percent. It's been absolutely spot on. Mm, um, I mean, let's not describe it as as like your quiz earlier, because I think we, you know, we're sending out mixed messages then. hundred percent. That's what I think. Some of the uh, some of, some of the chips through. I've been brilliant. Owen Farrell, if if he's within distance of a kick, I think give it to him. It looks like he's wearing his kicking shoes today. He, he has them on. They are tied tightly. Um, they are tightly. I just, uh, yeah, it, it's been a great test match so far. Um, I hope you know. It, I hope it continues to be a great test match because there's no question that this Ireland team is one of the best. And you know, I think England want to beat the best. We don't want to come away. You know, yes, we want to win the game. And there's still a long way to go to make that happen. But we also want to win yeah. the game and we want to come away saying, do you know what, we, we outplayed one of the best sides in the world. I don't want there to be excuses. And at the moment, you know, great. We get to, you know, if this was the full time, we'd be saying, despite the, the referee's every attempt to make it difficult for us, we still managed to do it. So we need a second half like that um, and just keep the pressure up. And I hope it continues to be a thrilling test match, uh, but obviously with a happy ending for us. Um, I, I love a happy ending. I know you do. <laughs> um, but it's... It, mate, we are outplaying them. England are the better team. Uh, can, can we talk for a minute team. about Mr. Manu Tuilagi? Uh The fright in white, do you mean? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, you know, he's been away from Six Nations duty for... So what, since 2013, I think they said? Um, it's like he never went away, isn't it? He played, I think he played a match, or he came on a sub in 2016. Manning to is such a threat. And well, that, that first try, that first try, uh, you know, as good as, as good as the guys were on the outside, that first try was, was built up initially by him. It was that, it was that pressure, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. sucking, sucking men in. It's the extra couple of, it's those extra couple of steps. You know, Billy does it. And it's one of, one of the reasons why we all talk about how Billy's one of the best number eights in the world, because he makes the contact the tackler goes back a little bit in the contact and then he gets that extra two or three steps and that the time it takes during that those steps to bring him down and the 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 forward momentum that it gives as the guys come in to clear out the ruck makes all the difference and if you can shove that in the midfield as well rather than getting stopped you know either not backwards or stopped in your tracks i think it makes all the difference to getting the forwards over the ball getting quick ball back out and giving you the opportunity to do the kind of stuff that uh, Daly and May were able to do out that wing for the opening try. Um, also, the hands have been pretty special. There's, there's been a few occasions yes. where I've seen passes, and, and my initial reaction has been to go, "What the fuck are you doing?" 
And then it's like, oh, actually, that's what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing, and it was awesome. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it was really quick hands where you're like, you're you're just yeah. throwing, you're throwing the ball. You're, it's, it's you're doing it without even thinking about what you're doing. And then you're like, and you see that it was a perfect ball to hand, and you're like, no, you knew exactly what you were doing. It was just amazing. Um, there's been some very good, very quick hands, and it's uh, it's creating problems for the Irish defence. I think, and I think our defence has been good. We, yep. <laughs> they are not, they're not punching holes in through us. Um, Look, we did ten I mean, minutes with with a man in the bin, um, and you know, yes, Ireland yeah. scored, but we, but we held our own. Um, I, yeah, I'm really happy so far with the way that the guys are playing. Um, obviously, you know, I hope that they continue to do it um, and step it up because you always want to be stepping it up. But uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a thriller of a test match. Well, what I just want to see now, and what I hope we do, even if we're like dead in front of a post, if it's not looking like a definite try, take a drop take goal, points, take those take three points. points. If we can score next, I think we can take this game away from Ireland. Absolutely. So I, I think if we score next, we, you know, that, that is a hell of a long way to come back for Ireland, especially the way the English defence is looking. Um, mate, I'm enjoying this. This yeah. is good. And what this I said earlier really- about this being the championship decider, you still you still not think it might be? Whoever wins this is going to be a very hard team to beat. <laughs> well, let's just say that's Dan agreeing with me, and this is the championship decider. <laughs> I, don't don't get me wrong. This is no disrespect to the to to any of the other teams teams in the competition. Um, you know, I know there's a long way to go, and anything can happen. But I, right now, I'm seeing I've seen a first half of two uh, two top teams head to head, you know, get, putting everything into the game, and yeah, it's it's currently looking good for for England. But anything anything can happen. Um, uh, the, uh, yeah, I don't. I keep saying that. I, I don't. We've, we we talked about this in these episodes before. It's that halftime chat where hopefully it's this reaction that people like, but it's quite difficult to know what to say. You haven't really had time to digest it all, which is obviously what the midweek episodes are, are all about, as well as discussing the team for the next game. So we will be back with a full-time analysis, or if you can call it an analysis. Um, but yeah, just uh, very happy with how the guy, the boys are performing so far. So uh, long may it continue. Yeah, we need come on, boys. Massive half. Let's take every point on offer, and let's... Uh... Put away the green machine. Very good. All right, guys, we're going to leave you with a little bit of this and catch you in the Yes, boys! What a fucking result! Hey, 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 hey. Did, we, did, did we ever have any doubts, Dan? Oh, no, 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 not we. Is that, it's a quick question, is that the best we've seen England play under Eddie Jones? I mean, it, it's certainly for, for a very long time. I mean, you know, you've got to look back certainly to the, to the unbeaten year to even find a comparison. But, you know, it's not about what happened two years ago. It's about what's happening now. And, you know, we're, we're not far out from a World Cup. And that's setting down a marker, isn't it? That's saying, hang on, any, any doubters out there who decided that because we had a, a bad run of a few games, it was all over. Think back to our episodes and our various debates with, uh, with a certain listener. Um, we always said, boys, just give it time. 
you know, they've learned some lessons, they're building. Let's let's not judge until we see how how things have been turned around. And my God, have they turned things around? That was that was just brilliant. The defense was immense. The play was immense. The kicking was awesome. Um, it could have been loads of man of the matches. So I think at the end in the thing they said that uh, perhaps Johnny May could be man of the match. I thought he was brilliant. To me, my man of the match was Manu. Like, I, I think Mako deserved it. I had no issue with that. Yeah. But I knew we were going to win when Manu absolutely buried Bundyaki. <laughs> it was has 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 Manu has Manu claimed the shirt? Because obviously before this, Tio <laughs> Tio was the first choice, and we've been saying for some time that we'd like to see Manu there. Um, and he's and and I think had Tio been fit, we wouldn't have seen Manu. We'd have seen him come off the bench. Uh, I yes. feel like he's claimed that shirt. I feel like he's saying, Do you know what, this is this is a style that works for England. Um, and you know, I've got to put my hand up and say I've been massively against <laughs> Henry Slade for for some time. You know, you and I have had very different opinions on this. He was he was immense today. Um, he's awesome I uh, told you why do you not listen to me I think I think that perhaps it's about the the, the team around him and and, you know today he got to play the kind of rugby uh, that that enables him to do what what he does best Um, I mean yeah fair play he was immense today and we love to change our minds based purely on what's happened in the last uh, in the last 80 minutes Um, and on that basis uh, I'm changing my mind and and I'm backing Henry Slade. So, yeah, well well played, sir. Uh, and apologies for any uh, negativity that may have come your way from me. Not that you're listening, or are you? Um, hey, well, Slade, Slade, he always listens. Although, I, I, I did hear yeah. his, uh, his defence was practised on his uncle's farm chasing sheep, which is how very Welsh of him. I was going to say, he's not but, Welsh, is he? You know, I, will let that, I will let that go. I've got another apology. I have to apologise to the listeners for my negativity uh, before the game. I only predicted England to win by three um, in, in, in very different style to my usual uh, prediction of, of approximately 12 points, which is probably what I would have gone for if I wasn't being careful. Because what, what was the end result? Uh, it was 32-20. Oh, 12, 12 points. Bonus point win against the number two team in the world, the top team in the, in the Northern Hemisphere on paper. Um, and yeah, not only did they win, but they got a bonus point. Unreal. And we we uh, denied them a bonus point as we well. Did. We did. It was just brilliant. I mean, I, I, to be honest, you you predicted before the game that Chris Ashton was going to come on and score the winning try. And with when he came on with whatever it was, sort of nine ten minutes to go, I genuinely believed that he was going to score a try, and that was going to be the thing that clinched it. As it happens, Henry Slade did it with some impressive juggling. I'm sure there are plenty That's of circuses out there. Uh, mate, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, it, it, like you said before, it was just a fantastic performance from the entire 23, right the way across the board. Uh, Brian Driscoll said in commentary, it, it's almost impossible to pick a man of the match because so many England players were so good right across the board and for the full 80 minutes. You know, that was a complete performance. Um oh. So I, I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I thought Tom Curry was. I, I messaged you, didn't I? He's a gnarly little fucker, isn't he? And I love it. Like just small things. I'm like, what past Johnny Sexton? For no reason, just pushes him. <laughs> like, what? there's no need. But I love it. Yeah, I like love it, like it. Just getting his head. Just got yeah, got that. And it's it's hard at the moment to analyse because we've been accused before of being 
the England cheerleader as well. No, but, who would uh, who would ever say that of the England rugby <laughs> pod? Who who would who would make such a a heinous accusation uh, of a of a podcast called the England Rugby Pod that <laughs> believes England are going to win the World Cup and I think says in their bio that they're totally biased. Uh, who would think that? I know, I know, but today I was honestly when England scored, uh, when Johnny May's kick and the Slade scored that try. I was dancing like an absolute moron just around. You've seen me dance. You know how awful my dancing well, was. Usually like an absolute moron. <laughs> yeah, I was not holding back, just dancing across the sitting room and doing a bit of the old robot mixed into a Oh, the box. robot. Nice. Uh, <laughs> just uh, quickly, Dan, I'm going to just bring you back down to earth for a minute um, <laughs> get, and get, get a little bit serious. Uh, we don't normally do... Um, uh, reviews and, and that sort of stuff in these episodes, particularly not midway through. But uh, you'll you'll remember Aaron Hayashi from our last episode, who's out oh. in uh, in in Southeast Asia at the moment, travelling. He's already had he's found some Wi-Fi in Vietnam and he's found the time to message us. He says, "Thought we were outstanding tonight, guys. Watched it in Vietnam with a whole lot of Irish uh, guys who, who who were stunned." Back row balance of Curry, Wilson and Billy, immense. Love the shape of this team. Now needs some consistency with them playing throughout this Six Nations. So Yes, Aaron. I agree, sir. I couldn't agree more. And I awesome would... that you're reaching out to us and no doubt telling all of your Irish friends who are watching about the England rugby pod. Um, and didn't, didn't I predict a 12-point win? No. Oh, OK. I think five or six points. But, uh, but, I, I know, did six. I thought but... 12, so... It was, um, mate, I, we, we are, let, let's be honest, we are not going to do, I'm not, I'm not saying we do great analysis anyway, but we are not going to do good analysis in this, in this chat, because I am still on such a high. It, no, Just, yeah, you're, you're right, but let, let's talk about the, the Six Nations and, and moving forwards. I mean, this, in, England were second favourites for the Six Nations, according to one source um, that I found, um, and I think that's, that was probably right on paper. Uh, despite the world rankings, um, they've got to be favourites to win the Six Nations now, right? Uh, yeah. And let's talk Grand Slam because this has got this is this was the biggest hurdle, and they got a bonus point win, and and not through not through <laughs> lucky not... Irish. Say again. Sorry, I yeah, I, I just I was just repeating exactly what you said. A bonus point win against the Irish. I just I must admit I did not see that coming. But but in terms of answering the question. Yeah, yeah. Well the, the grand turns on. France at Twickenham, which it is at Twickenham. Yeah. I mean, Wales Wales is the big problem match. Um Scotland I I don't think it will be a problem, but we know what Scotland like to do to England. We've got Scotland at Twickenham, and Scotland have yeah. a lot of injuries. Uh, and they're I, not great away from home. Yeah, I think if we can beat the French, I fancy us to beat the French at Twickenham. Yeah. Uh, I, I think our toughest match is Wales and Cardiff. But yeah, Grand Slam, of course Grand Slam's on. Um, I, I mean, I'm not just on. I mean, obviously it's on because we're unbeaten. But I think I think it's it's a serious... You know, I, I, I believe, genuinely, that England will do the Grand Slam. I think... Uh, looking at Wales France last night, I just don't think either one of them would have coped with what England p- brought today, um, and it didn't feel like England just kind of had a lucky g- good game. It just it felt very organised. 
and awesome at the same time. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Because I didn't think yeah. Ireland were that bad today either. I don't think... I'm sure there'll be plenty of Irish fans that will say, because it's it's always easier to say you had a bad day at the office. Um, but I didn't think they played that badly. And Brian O'Driscoll said exactly the same thing. He said it didn't, it didn't feel like Ireland were that bad. It didn't feel like they were that far off. And actually, the scoreline, 20 points, probably flatters them slightly. Yeah, uh, uh, 12 points. 20 oh, 20 points. for them. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, uh, so, yeah, I agree. I, I, I thought England were just superb today, and I completely agree with Aaron. I want to see continuity. I want to see that team. Manu and Slade in the centres, I love starting to like. Johnny May is just getting better and better. Jack Null is an absolute pain in the arse for the opposition. And Elliot Daly, I said... Uh, I said Manu was the fright in white. Elliot Daly is the delight in white. Oh, He's yeah. just... <laughs> I'm such a villain. He's just so silly, my friend. Yeah, no, <laughs> mate, the, 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 the boys are awesome. Every single one of them uh, earned their shirt. And there's just no way that, that Eddie's changing anything. Is there? Yeah. No, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I, I mean, like, Tom Curry... He should not be allowed to be that that good, like against such a strong Irish back row. And what's he? What is he about five, six? I think Why? seven. Seven. I think they just had their seventh birthday recently. Oh, he's oh, they just had their seventh. Oh, okay, cool. Well, so prax- practically yeah. an adult. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He'll be going through puberty soon in ten years or so. But he should not be allowed to be that good. Mate, it was I, just... I don't think you can change. What, what is, is there anything you would even no, consider? I, I, I think I think you know. Let's say a Joe Cock and a Seeger is fit. Maybe you put him in for an Ashton on the basis that he gives you something different. Whereas Ashton comes on on the bench. Yeah, yeah possibly, maybe, maybe yeah. Chris Ashton comes on and he replaces like for like. Um, so maybe you would have him on the bench instead of Ashton simply to give you that option of power. But I, England don't lack power with, with, without him. So. I just, yeah, I think the boys earned their earned their shirts tonight, and yeah, I can't see there being any changes for Wales and uh, for France. Well, or for no. France, yeah, for France. Or so I am. Um, I completely agree. And also, don't forget, we had a try disallowed. <laughs> oh, man, so much went against us, and we missed a few kicks. We left some points out there as well. I think, uh, to be fair, I, I I don't think the try was. I think they were right. I think it was a double movement. I think bottom line was they were saying, was he using his legs to propel himself forwards? And I think the answer is yes, he had to. He was he was too far away to reach purely with a with a, a, an outstretched arm. So he did move himself forwards. That is therefore a double movement. So I agree, no try there. Um, yeah, kicks. I mean, these things happen. Uh, Owen Farrell, believe it or not, has the worst record of any of the kind of the current top kickers in the Six Nations. 76%. I think um, Sexton was bot- second to last, just marginally ahead of him. Um, it's Greg, Leg- uh, Greg Laidlaw, is he best? He's, he's up there. No, actually, it was it was actually a Frenchman. I can't remember who it was, though, because obviously Morgan Parra's only just back in, so it's not him. It was someone else. But yeah, one of the Frenchmen at the time, so maybe he doesn't count anymore because maybe he wasn't playing. I can't remember who it was. But anyway. Um, and he's French. When, when, uh, when Owen decided he was taking that kick, did, uh, you, did you go, awesome, you've just missed two, but I feel like you've got this one? Or did you go, why the hell are you not getting daily to take this? I, Be when honest. When the first came up, I was, why the hell are you not getting daily to do it? 
once he kicked it, I was like, you legend, I never doubted you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, look, brilliant. I mean, I said to Lucy, said exactly that. She's That's my wife, by the way. Uh, yes, she does watch the rugby with me, but she's getting good at it. She's she's learned a huge amount from the pod. And that's good at what watching about. TV. No, no, no. Getting good at, just, well get, done, Lucy. Like, pr- prior to us starting this podcast, she she barely knew what rugby was. Now she advises on tactics, and and she and and, and she's right. Like the stuff she comes well, up that, with, that, that, that I'm like, annoy me. I'm like, that that's annoy. really annoying because I'm going to mention that in the next pod, but I'm not going to say that it was you that told me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, but, uh, nice. yeah, she she's uh, she's she's enjoying it, which is great. Um, because in the past I had to find reasons to make her leave the house because I couldn't have her, you know, doing the doing the the, the cleaning or, or you know, hoovering or something while I'm watching. So now she 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 insists on sitting down to watch the game too, which is cool. Um, incredibly noble of you to allow that to allow her to do the washing and the, and the cleaning. She does other yeah. things. She does other things too. Has a real job and everything. Um, yeah. uh, but anyway, moving on before we get in trouble. Um, well, mate, what do you mean we? Yeah, no, that you'll mostly get blamed. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, so um, France, right. France up next at HQ. I'm not worried. I, I can't see us losing. No. I, I, after today's performance, I am so impressed by that performance. But defence was, to me, that's the best I've seen England defend. Yeah. I just couldn't believe how good it was. I mean, the Irish have got some strong, amazing runners. Stockdale on the wing. I was like, who's this piece of crap? Like, he's one of the best I players think, out there. Bo- bottom Jack line. Completely outclassed him. Ireland didn't know what to do. You know, that, England yeah. had, a, had a little bit of everything and Ireland had no answer. And they didn't, you know, we, we talked about it before. You know, we, we don't want to get, re- get sucked into playing Ireland's game. We want to play our own yeah. game and we want to force them to change their game plan because of what we're doing. We want to be disciplined. We want to be. We want to put pressure on them. We want to take opportunities. We want to be physical. England were all of those things and more. You know, they just, they made it impossible for Ireland to have a game plan and they forced Ireland to try and play their style, England's style of rugby. And that's playing into your hands, you know, for any opposition. Um, and as a result, yeah, things, well, as we saw. <laughs> Went went very much our way in terms of the result, but um, but yeah, just yeah. In in, in spite of it, se- seemed like everything was against us. Um, you know, so I I believe some awful decisions from the ref that uh, that, that should have shouldn't have gone against us. Um, I, I think awful, awful is a bit. I, I mean, it's the word a... I'm going to use. That's that's what I'm saying. Ah, oh, stick with it. Stick with it. If we win by 12 points, we can say whatever the hell we want. Exactly. Do you, do you want to know the start of the half made me laugh, which made me realise perhaps the Irish think they've got the ref on his side, is when Bundyaki ran into his own player and put his hand up to look at the ref, almost asking for a penalty or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm like, well, no, can you that's t- too far. I'm glad that's you- taking the piss. I'm glad you brought that up. If If you run into your player, right, He's in front of the ball. Therefore, is it not an accidental offside? Or have the uh, rules changed? No, no, no. Running into your own player is not offside. But it should be. It's a, you're offside. You're in front of the ball and you're touching it. Uh, right? No, no. I mean, it, it, always, it always was at school. If you run into your own player, it can be obstruction, but it didn't actually interfere with play. I'm, so I'm sure when, not... I, when I was playing, it was called uh, accidental offside. Uh, it, it, no, because that player, he's, he's not, he's not got the ball. No, but he's, but he's 
come in contact with it from an offside position. No, he's coming in contact with a player. Who has the ball and by... Does that... I mean, if, well, it definitely used to be accidental offside if you ran into your own player. It, it, it can be... It someone can be someone look this up. Someone look this up and tell us. Someone look this up and tell us what's going on here. Uh, I need to I need to know. Uh, what was the accident? What is this accidental offside thing that I remember from my youth, um, and why does it not apply anymore? Um, I'm sure the rules have just been changed, and, and fair enough. Like I, I'm not suggesting that that it should be a penalty, but um, or a free kick rather for an accidental offside. But anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. You, I mean, you, it, but it, you, it yeah, but you didn't. You never did contact. I mean, you played in contact matches. You were just never in contact. That, that, mate, that that's because I was just carving through defences. Yeah, was it? Much like Slady today. Henry Slade. You have certainly... I mean, he's clearly been listening to the pod and gone, I'm going to show you guys. Yeah. And if that is the case, if that is the case, then, then you know, I'll put my hands up and I'll say... You're you're, and I'll say you're welcome. If, 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 what <laughs> I said, welcome. if what I said gave you that, that, missing, that missing ingredient to bring that performance out, you know, I'm proud to say you are welcome. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's okay. Once again, you have been a noble man on this <laughs> one. You. You, you let your wife clean, yep. and you, uh, you're you're willing to say um, to Slade, "Well done." Like to, I thought he was going to get a hat trick. I'd have loved that. I mean, I thought he was going to get a hat trick right at the he end. Did, there, he didn't but need he, it. He didn't two, need two it. Two will do. Two will do very very nicely. Um, I mean, yeah. I want to talk more and I'm trying to think of stuff, but I'm just, I'm buzzing and, I, and it's, it's not coming to me. And I know that as soon as we end this, uh, as good, as good as it's been, it, there'll be, there'll be a thousand more things that we think of, but we've got the midweek episode. We can, we can, dig exactly, we yeah, can digest we this get. properly at that point. Um, but yeah, for now, guys, thank you for joining us. Um, we've had a lot of positive feedback from you guys about these semi-live episodes. Hopefully this one hasn't disappointed. Um, I'm sure the result won't have done, um, assuming that you are English listening to the England Rugby Pod. Um, and we'll, we'll uh, as I mentioned, we'll be back midweek to to do a little bit more, maybe slightly more in-depth analysis of this game um, and obviously talk about uh, France, who we've got, up, who we're, who we've got at, uh, at home uh, next weekend. Um, another big another big game, I think, to be fair. Uh, yeah. France, if, if France can sort out whatever happened in the second half last night and put in two, two halves like their first half last night, uh, that changes things a little bit. So, another big game ahead. Um, and roll on the Grand Slam, boys. I know you can do it. We believe you can do it. And, uh, and of course, ne- next stop after this competition is the World Cup final. Yeah, baby. Uh, but just before we leave you, though, um, as always, please, you know, if you like what you listen to, um, go on to iTunes, rate us, review us, let us know what you think. If you've got any questions for us, if there's anything you want us to discuss, email us uh, englandrugbypod at gmail.com or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook uh, at England Rugby Pod. Um, we love hearing from you guys. We really appreciate the, uh, the kind of the support you give us. Um, and yeah, the main thing is just to spread the love. Let's try and get as many people involved and, uh, and listening and joining the conversation as we can before the big day at the end of the year. Um, and we will catch you guys midweek.